On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Nick and I are going to be talking all things Star Wars games at E3. So really, that just means two things, but they're two very big things, because we got our first gameplay look at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and we got a surprise reveal about LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Let's get to it. Thanks there, announcer Matt, and welcome everyone to a new special. It's a very special one because we don't really get to talk about real Star Wars games very often. But anyways, it's Matt and Nick. We're here for the Tuesday show, which means it's special topic time. And we didn't have to do a lot of thinking this week because E3 is going on and we got a first ever gameplay reveal for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, as well as the reveal announcement that we're getting a mega, super duper size Lego Star Wars Collection is going to feature experiences from Star Wars Episode 1 all the way through Star Wars Episode 9, Nick. So all this went down over the weekend. We, we were kind of lamenting the fact on our Friday cast, which is out now, people. Check it out, StarWarsTime.net, that we couldn't spend time talking about these reveals on the Friday show. But whatever, they've happened. You covered the Saturday stuff. I've covered some stuff on Sunday. I mean, the Fallen Order, we've got a gameplay reveal. we got a new story cinematic trailer at Microsoft's event. And then, like I said, that Lego surprise. Um, so now we're, we're going to kind of react, let the people know, the Star Wars time nation out there. I think we're a nation now. We've gone from a borough to a city to a metropolis we're almost a nation. We have at least 40 fans out there, I'd Building. Say. Building it um, up. Yeah, slowly but surely. So anyways, dude, l- l- let's start with the big one, the one we've been kind of talking about when we can, when anything new comes out on it, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So we got a, a pretty beefy 15-minute long gameplay demo on Saturday at EA Play. Uh, Andrew Reiner over at Game Informer, huge Star Wars fan actually ran into him at Celebration, but he, he did a great write-up that I kind of read and, and broke down for us that, that provides some insights that weren't kind of shared during EA Play. So, Nick, I guess first and foremost, what was your, your first reaction to what you saw in Fallen Order's gameplay reveal? I mean, I was super impressed. So going into this, it being a respawn, and then you bring Stig Asmussen in from, from DICE to kind of finish out that development team, I was interested to see what style they would go for. We knew all we knew going in, we were like, this is a single player game, third third person focused on fall of the Jedi Order post episode three. Okay, lots of different ways you could go there. Um, so when we first got the gameplay reveal and, and we saw how this is going to break out, I was very impressed. Obviously, anything that's made now looks fantastic. So the graphics are very, very good. But what's really what really impressed me is the hey, way. Real quick, did you see there was some idiot out there that was again? This is Star Wars trolls. It's kind of what happens now. But they were saying that the visuals looked like they were from a PS3. Well, that's because he's a fucking idiot. But I mean, thank you. There we go. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that, like 
at least try to back it up, like show. Yeah, screenshots like do do a video, like, compare some shit, show like texture comparisons. Yeah, it's I like, mean, come on, dude. If you want to say that it looks like the cinematics from The Last of Us, which was like one of the very last games released in the PS3 generation, if you say that the cinematics of that game look like the in-game, you know, actual combat graphics for this game, then yeah, I might agree with you, but. This game looks fantastic from an in-game. And it was alpha, by the way. I mean, it, yeah. it's going to get, like, all those little res things, ray tracing, light this, light that, texture this, texture that. It all get dialed in by November 15th. Exactly. They have plenty of time. Like, when the trailer or, like, when the gameplay demo started, on the bottom of the screen, it said alpha game footage. Like, yes, yeah. there's still development. Yeah, you got to remind the <laughs> so, morons out there. But it, it still doesn't matter. So, go, go ahead. Yeah. Carry on. So, what I really liked about it is the exploration. Like this is really one of the first star Wars games outside of KOTOR where exploration is, you know, they allow you to kind of check things out and, 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 and reveal things about your environment that can help you. I thought it was really cool. The way that they showed, you know, using the force to use like a, a, a vine to swing across an obstacle and try to, instead of trying to double jump, like, it's not the level of exploration you got for KOTOR because KOTOR is an RPG and RPGs let you, you know, within the sandbox area that you are kind of go. Honestly, dude, I think but, it's going to be more expansive than KOTOR. Yeah. I mean, obviously KOTOR is a, you know, it's an older game, so the maps couldn't be as big. Um, but I don't know. So what I'm curious about is like, is exploration in this game meaningful? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of comment on that because I read andrew's mega piece and he and the game developers are describing the exploration as very metroid like in fact based off of metroid prime uh there are no waypoints you're not going to be told where to go i mean yes when you enter a mission there may be a okay you got to do this this and this but once that's done it's wide open players can go and traverse and try to complete the goals of a level in any way they see fit. Yeah. Uh, the, so the Metroid thing comes in. They're explaining like, "Hey, you're pro." <coughs> Excuse me. I think I, I just inhaled a some cat ball shit. <coughs> Get out of here, you piece of scum. <laughs> oh. Anyways, they described where you're gonna have to come back and revisit areas you've already been to after you get new powers, new skills, new this, that, and the other thing, new items. So, I, I actually believe fallen order is going to have probably the most open-ended exploration of any star wars game yeah which is exactly what i want from this game but i'm not gonna lie nick at, at my age i like the hand holding so if it's not clear enough where we're supposed to be going i i do like the freedom a little bit but i also hate where it's so free that you sit there going what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, so there's a there's a level between like Skyrim and, you know, on rails Final Fantasy stuff sometimes. So I can see I definitely so like the best way when I was watching, I was like, okay, this definitely feels like um like Uncharted in a way with its exploration because it's similar. Like Uncharted, there isn't like, you know, there's usually a recommended way to do something, but it's not always the the only way to do well, they, something. They they at least had a waypoint, like like here's yeah. your main objective. If you keep walking this way, you're gonna eventually get yeah, it. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. So I like the fact that they're they're encouraging user and player exploration here. Um, the second thing that I that really stood out to me 
was obviously the combat. I mean, the combat looks and it feels visceral. Like the, it, it feels very intense. And in some in some old Star Wars games, combat didn't really feel intense. Like you play Kotor, and like you're in combat, yes, but you, like in this game, well, that's the biggest knock on Kotor is, is the the actual combat is a joke yeah it's, i mean you can just pause it and go bop 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 and then they run like little puppets and go whack 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 yeah exactly so it's and it's what's really cool about this is like when you hit something with a lightsaber i think greg miller may have brought this up on the panel like when you hit something and you impact it you you feel the impact like there is a there is a physical impact that you feel that should be associated with a blow and seeing that the combat has been described by the developers and by everybody who's kind of had a little bit of hands-on time with it as souls like so like the dark souls game series if you've played that before you'll the official know term means. going around that respawn is thoughtful combat yes so that's the phrase you're using to describe this and nick's right it is being described as similar to souls but not in in its punishing aspect so you, you can't just go up and start button mashing uh but it, it it sounds and i hope this is the case because if it is it's it, it, i'm going to tell you right now i'm already going to hate this game I, I don't play games to be challenged anymore yeah, yeah. damn they're 39 years old nick and i've talked about offline if i could find a game where i literally just hold the controller and hit you know maybe the start button just to start it that's what i'm looking for right now yeah just want to so if this is like full-on souls to where i'm going to want to stick my thumbs in my eyeballs that's going to be very unfortunate. Yeah, I, I I don't want it to be like that either. I do appreciate like a healthy challenge in gameplay, but I also like that it's not a button masher like you were saying. So I yeah. just started playing Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts three is the is the definition of button mashing combat. Like <laughs> you find something, you just smash x until you have an action command come up and then you follow those button cues right. until you finish it's like the lego star wars is another great example of a button masher yeah. so i mean this one as it was kind of explained and, and written it's it sounds like you're you're gonna all this shit we saw in the demo and people hopefully you've seen the demo if not nick will probably at least loop it into the cast post here but if you watch it, it, it doesn't look slow, but it also looks like there there's like chains happening, which, you know, a chain attack, a combo attack, usually getting a button masher. But the way it's described, I mean, you're going to have to kind of execute those attacks and hit the openings, this, that, and the other thing. I don't know if those will kick off some of the impressive animations we saw. I mean, we saw one of these, uh, apparently Cal will have one kills. Or, or, you know, like a one-kill shot type of deal. I think he did it to one of these big spider deals we saw in Kashyyyk. Yeah. But basically, he just went into this crazy-ass animation and, and slit the thing in half and killed it one blow. Uh, but again, these aren't going to be tied to just, okay, hit X to pull off your super. Yeah, exactly. It's... You're going to have to find the openings, and I'm assuming this thoughtful combat system will... If, if you get the right inputs in and it's going at the right angle and you may be jumping when you make a sword slash, it might kick into those animations. Who knows? But it, it's definitely not a button masher. Yeah. And another thing that I was really impressed by was the, the way that the force is used here. Because I think that they could have gone super over the top here. Like this is the first time we've, we've gotten a Star Wars game where the force is going to be super present outside of the force unleashed like it's going to be a primary part and a primary 
uh, battle mechanic in this game. So it's still though, Nick. This is where I got the Force Unleash influence though. Was when he was using the Force. I mean, it's. I don't think we're going to be seeing him pulling down starships. Yeah. But there was a few moments there where he's grabbing the trooper and bringing him towards him and impaling him or whatever and throwing him like, okay, there we go. There's that ragdoll stuff I remember from Force Unleashed. Yeah. So what I like about it, though, is that it's, like you said, he's probably not going to end up pulling down a Star Destroyer. And the Force powers that we've seen him use so far are very in line with somebody of his skills. So, like, I think he's got basic push and pulls. Yeah. But he can use them in conjunction with lightsaber attacks, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, and they've also, so one power that they added in here, which I thought was very cool and very interesting, is going to open up a lot of cool gameplay mechanics, is stop, like he can stop time, kind of like Kylo does in Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, totally. And they even animate it just like Kylo when he, you know, froze Poe's bolt in TFA. Yeah, so he can do that. And there was a lot of cool things that could be done and, and we saw some of it in the demo. Like, for example, one of the things that he did was he, like, froze. He, like, stopped time. And then he was holding a stormtrooper while he did that. And he walked the stormtrooper in front of a frozen blaster bolt. And then when time, like, you know, reset, <laughs> yeah, the blaster badass. bolt kills the stormtrooper. So, like, it opens up cool gameplay uh, pieces like that with those force powers. Um, I think that everything looks very grounded and i believe like after seeing the combat and after seeing like him using his lightsaber and cal fighting you know one of the purge troopers that is a new trooper that's introduced through this video game it feels like he's a padawan it doesn't feel like he's a fucking master you don't feel like you're playing a star killer from force unleashed it feels like you're playing as a padawan who has taught himself to survive and, and furthered his own training. Well, well, we're going to learn something here about why he may be looking a little more impressive than just a lowly Padawan. Yeah. Like, once once we're done talking about what we saw in the gameplay, I'll kind of roll through the the interesting beats about the game that, that I kind of picked up. So, uh, he's not just... Let's put it this way, and this was new to me. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but it's not just Cal. Yeah, exactly. There's... He's got someone training him. That is a Jedi Knight. Yeah, there's, so there's somebody that comes in along the way. And, you know, if we look at historical Star Wars games and situations like this, it, it kind of always happens that way. You know, with KOTOR, you had Bastilla Shan there kind of walking you through. And then right. with KOTOR, or not with KOTOR, with Force, Force Unleashed 1, you had Rom Koda there. Um, I mean, it's it's a similar theme that we've seen in other games, too. If you play the Jedi Academy game, you were in an academy being taught by Luke Skywalker. So it's it's always good to have that kind of master there to, to teach somebody um, exactly how to progress their skills. But overall, I was I was very impressed. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted to see out of this game. Um the way that I put it in, in the initial breakdown of the demo was it's a healthy mix between some of the best action adventure games out there. I mean, this includes Uncharted. This uh, this I, I loop in, you know, Souls to this. Souls is an action action adventure game with just extreme high difficulty. And then you also throw in some respawn flair. I mean, and by respawn flair, I specifically mean like wall running. Yes, you yeah, can wall parkour. Run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they had to have that. Yeah. In as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay. Surprised the motherfucker didn't have a grappling hook either. Yeah. So, 
it's it's familiar. There are familiar gameplay aspects to this, so it's not going to be like, oh my god, I've never played a game like this before. But what it's going to feel like is I've never played a Star Wars game like this before. Yeah, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I'm already calling it my GOTY. It's yeah. it already won Game of the Year for me, and the only way it's going to lose it if I literally can't hit the start button. It's so buggy. Yeah, that would be a real uh, killer. <laughs> which there's is- absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is going to be my favorite game of the year after what we saw saturday i mean unless in my hands it feels like mushy poop i don't know how they can fuck this up now i mean i saw what i needed to see in terms of the gameplay like nick said i don't even give a fuck about visuals anymore Uh, i the whole graphic thing yeah that was cool back in the bit days like holy shit you see the jump from 8 to 16 from 16 to 32 yeah that was pretty impressive but these days it's like oh if you get right up on the fucking pixel you can see that it's almost 8k yeah yeah and okay who gives a shit i mean all the games are gonna look great now but gameplay looked interesting um the fact that it has now been confirmed everything within Fallen Order is new canon, and it's canon that they may borrow, beg for, and steal into other properties, which is fantastic. This is that Disney world building in effect right here. That got me happy. So, like I said, it's GOTY 2019. Take it to the bank. Who knows who's going to review it for us, but if it's me, it's going to get a 10, and it's going to win Game of the Year for Star Wars time, and that's because... Really, the only other game we're probably going to get to play? No, that's not even coming out in 2019. So you can take it to the bank right now. The Star Wars Time Show team has already crowned Fallen Order Game of the Year. Yeah, put it up on the board. I mean, It's it's probably going to be the only game we play and review on the site because all we do (laughs) is Star Wars over here. But, hey, a default win is a default win. It doesn't matter. GOTY 2019. I mean, it's only been 20 years since we've gotten a game like this. So about Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, the, the only other thing that popped up in the demo is kind of surprising, Nick, was the inclusion of our homeboy Saul Guerrero. I mean, that, that kind of came out of left field, but it makes perfect sense. He was established in the Clone Wars as a resistance fighter uh, against the Separatist forces. Obviously, he was trained by Obi-Wan and Anakin, some of the clones there. I think Rex and the homies also helped. Uh, but we know who Saul is. We, we know he's a, he's a splinter cell leader. He's always going to be fighting oppression. So uh, we saw him team up with Cal about three hours into the game on this Kashyyyk mission, uh, which Cal is going there to meet up with Tarful, a, a Wookiee chieftain that we've seen in Revenge of the Sith and in the Clone Wars as well. So that, I thought that was cool. I, I love it. Like I said, the world building, incorporating existing characters while also offering up brand new characters that could pop up in other properties. Yeah, yeah. I really do like that. I mean, this is only the, the tip of the iceberg, too. I mean, we've seen 15 minutes oh, of the, gameplay the, from this. So, so much is under wraps right now. So let's kind of get in. I, like I said, Andrew Reiner, Game Informer, you got to check out his piece. It's fantastic. I mean... The guy's a diehard Star Wars fan. If he knew about Star Wars Time Show, he would be a loyal listener. But anyways, just let me kind of go through here, and Nick can comment in when he hears something interesting. Um, so first and foremost, the game's going to start on Bracca, right? That's a planet I think we saw in one of the first ever trailers. This is where Cal's working in that scrapyard. Yep. This was kind of new to me because I, I felt like in the in the trailer it showed how he's going to be outed when he kind of saves a dude with the force and someone sees it. But apparently, according to Reiner and Game, of Form, Game Informer, Cal's origin, or, I mean, I'm sorry, Cal's identity as a Jedi is going to be outed very early on, as in 
it sounded like within the first 10 to 15 minutes. So you're not going to be spending a lot of time on bracket, just kind of chilling and, and not standing out, yeah. you know, kind of the game's tagline. Do you think that there's going to be, I mean, a lot of games have started to kind of deploy this, this kind of walkthrough first mission to just give you your bearings and kind of get some story. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that kind of being the only time you're just kind of regular cow, and then by the end of that, you're outed and shit kind of hits the fan. Yeah, like you, you, you pick up basically like what I'm talking about is that it's like a semi-tutorial level. So like use this button to, to do something, use exactly. this to jump, exactly. and then by the end of it, holy shit, this guy fell off. Like, like yeah, you, you have done something that, okay, we know who you are, we're coming after you, so on and so forth. The other interesting thing about Cal is that his full origins will be revealed in this game. They, they made a point saying, this isn't Ray. You're not going to get shit dangled in front of you in, in one movie, and then maybe three movies later you get an answer. Uh, so Cal's origin will be revealed in game, and he's being described as someone that's probably going to be pretty significant. Yeah, and uh, meaning he may show up in other properties. He may be someone we already know of and didn't know his true identity. Uh, and all these, all the narrative moments we're going to come across for the most part will be baked right into the gameplay. Uh, there's still going to be a few cutscenes, but for the most part, a lot of the story you're going to be interacting with and living out yeah which i think is the best way to do it i mean right now in our era of gaming we've kind of moved past like the heavy cutscene driven games like we used to see in metal gear solid from hideo kojima now we're moving i know that's what i want i just want to fucking sit here and basically watch video game movies yeah exactly you know that that would be the, the the best way to to transport the story to us but i do like that it is being a little bit more gameplay driven I mean, maybe I think what a lot of YouTube people have started to do now is they just like cut together all the cutscenes to a game and then put it on YouTube and they're like, here you yeah, go. Yeah, you so you're saying I should basically just wait for a game to come out, find a YouTube channel that does that, and then just spend an hour and 40 minutes watching that. Yeah, exactly. That's probably all the right. best way for you to intake. Can I at least hold a controller in my hand? And feel like I'm doing something. I think you could. I think if you just held like I, the controller. I, don't get me wrong, people. I don't even. You'd be like, hey, man, just play an old Telltale game. That sounds like what you want. No. Like, I have to almost pay too much attention to do the QTEs. You gotta make decisions, too. It's I, like, yeah, I know. literally just wanna hold the controller and at most open doors or push buttons. Yeah. So. I, I am a big fan of that. And what I'm also what's also interesting is that, you know, when you mentioned Cal is gonna be somebody of significance, um, in the in the demo and in the little post Q and A after Stig Asperson mentioned well, he was asked the question, um, is there dark side, light side decisions here? Flat out no. He said that, you know, Cal is a Jedi through and through, and the reason that we did that is because he is needed for other properties. Like, right. he's going so that, to be yeah, used Yeah, that's kind of what elsewhere. I was hitting at. I mean, do you think he's just going to be a, a kind of like an Ezra, where he's brand new there and create him, and he's not he, he's kind of connected to his little heir, and that's it? Or do you think it's going to be like, oh, fuck, that's so-and-so that we've heard about in TFA or, or I, fucking Return of the Jedi or a random comic book? I think he, what I was kind of leaning towards is that he's basically the new Kyle Katarn. Like he is a character that probably won't be mentioned outside of the video game universe. Maybe a little see, bit that not nah, see. I, I don't know, man, that's where I'm, I'm going to disagree. I, I, the, you got to read the article. 
So read the article after this, because it's a lot better than my half-ass Cliff Notes bullshit. Yeah, I mean... But the way Reiner describes the way Stig and them were, were kind of protecting the story, it sounds like this guy's origin and, and his identity is pretty big. That would be very interesting to me if they chose to make it something that's connected to... I mean, if, they, if it was connected to the movies in a significant way, I'd be blown away. Like, that would be the most surprising thing I've seen. Um, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or I'm right. I'm just, if you read the words of the creators, it, at least the way I interpreted it, it's like, this dude's going to be huge. And I think you're 100% right. Yeah. I think he's being built for sequels, but it also sounds like he's being built to be used in other mediums. Yeah. I mean, that kind of like how, you know, Hera has made it from Rebels to uh, the Freemaker Adventures, to Forces of Destiny, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool if they do have some sort of interconnected TV series with it. I think that's probably, I mean, like, we've tr- that's attempted to be done with Quantum Break, like, a while ago, an, an Xbox One, like, Yeah, I, I don't I doubt they're going that way. Um, but but I, I don't know, he may pop up in a book or some comics, stuff like that, I think. But uh, as Nick said... If this is successful, uh, this could vary. And Nick kind of proposed this in his write-up. I mean, this could be the new Jedi Academy series. Yeah, where this, you're going to have yeah. kind of a set protagonist throughout. Yeah. So I think which, that, which would be great. I'll take it because this, this truly is an era, Nick, where it, it hasn't been explored in much of anything. I mean, this is like fresh rise of the Empire. I mean, Cal's fucking breaking down grand or you know grand republic starships for christ's sake yeah exactly so i mean this is like the way it's described the galaxy's at a point where it's been so sick of war it's fine with the empire just kind of fucking doing whatever it's got to do to restore order yeah i mean you know jedi are still out there they're still being aggressively hunted this that and the other thing yeah i i'm i'm pretty happy that this is the time period that they've chosen because like even within old canon there wasn't a ton that was told between you know in in this time period obviously we have a, a like a you know a series that takes place here now with with rebels but i think this is well, I, I think rebels it. is even 10 years after this yeah so there's a lot of what rebel what's rebels three or four bby i think it leads four and bby believe- is uh, no, because 4 BBY is after the first Death Star was blown up. No, BBY is before. Before, Battle I was there, yeah, after. <laughs> ABY, yeah. got it mixed up. It could, I mean, yeah, it could be around there. It could be around there for Rebels, yeah. No, I'm almost positive it's four years, and I, I would think this is probably eight to ten years before Rebels, because wasn't it, wasn't it like uh, the time between Sith and A New Hope is about 18 years? It's 18 years, yeah. So well, it's got to be right because of the fucking kids. Yeah, because I mean, of Luke. Luke's age. There we go. Luke is there we 19, go. We finally figured something 18, out. 19 years. So, yeah, I mean, and this seems like it's relatively fresh too, right? Like it. it this is. This would feel like to me. That, Dude, this may be like a year after yeah, Order sixty six. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. It's like he's not going to survive, or he's not going to stay on the lamb for five years. I don't think. I feel like this is pretty fresh. We may even be only eight months out from Order 66. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that this so, is so yeah, like we've been period. saying. I mean, that's a it's very fresh. And either way, I just I like what we've been hearing about the story and how important it is and how it's gonna ripple throughout the rest of Star Wars lore. Yeah, agreed. First and foremost, that's what I care about. Gameplay looked great, cool. In the end, it's Star Wars. I want fucking story. We haven't had jack shit for Star Wars story in a long time. Yes, the Battlefront Two stuff was pretty neat, but neat isn't awesome and i want awesome and it sounds like this is where we're going so uh more story for you so as i I said earlier cal isn't just going to be some bumbling idiot padawan early on he's going to meet a full-fledged jedi knight called siri i believe that's how it's going to be pronounced it's c-e-r-e and siri convinces cal to train with her so they can restore the jedi order all right so it's it's being described as cal's kind of like you know, what do you mean fucking restore the Jedi Order? But eventually he kind of comes around to it, so. What's going on? Hey, Siri, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about a Jedi, you idiot. <laughs> you hear that shit? Yeah. All right, anyways. Hey, we only let Google on our podcast, Siri, not you. All right, so anyways, the, the Siri Jedi is going to be training him. She's going to be going around with him. She's not going to participate in missions, but, you know, she's, she's his Qui-Gon Jinn. She's his Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whatever you want to call it. But Siri also apparently is going to have some knowledge that is going to become the game's MacGuffin. Her knowledge is what's going to send her and Cal gallivanting across the the galaxy, at least to Kashyyyk, which we saw, uh, to find stuff to help them restore the Jedi Order. Interesting. I mean, I think right now, specifically, if it is early after the fall of the Republic, there is so much information out there. Like there is, she may like, what happens if she knows Grandmaster Yoda is still alive or if she knows Obi-Wan Kenobi still alive? Like, right. I think that that's kind of how it, I think that's how they're setting it up. You know, she, she's got some of this knowledge. She may know where they're hiding. It also sounds like, I know revenge of the Sith makes it seem like all the Jedi were killed in fucking 10 seconds. No. Yes. Uh, they actually make it a, a long, long time. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Obi-Wan and Yoda make it all the way yeah. to the next generation of films. So, uh, But it, it sounds like the, the scattered Jedi and what these two are going to be up to are going to go hand in hand in terms of why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to restore the order. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the most important thing that either one of them can think about right now. It's not even survival. Like survival's an afterthought at this point. Like how do they topple the empire and restore balance? Right. To the galaxy? It does sound though. I'm glad you, you said that term. It does sound at first like Cal's kind of like, you know, fuck, you're crazy. We're going to get outed. But once he starts realizing that the, the powers, the training is going to just make his survivability factor even higher, he's like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Is like So he's, he's not like a, a happy-go-lucky Obi-Wan, like, yes, Jedi, I'll do whatever you tell me. It sounds like he may have a little Anakin in him, but he's not a psycho. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a positive thing. We right. see where the psycho <laughs> so, is. I mean, I could like him. <laughs> I mean, he's played by Cameron, who I think, did one of the created one of the best jokers out there even though it was kind of jerked around if it was joker not joker this that and the other thing on gotham but dude's a pimp so i have full faith that this character is going to be pretty awesome uh siri will not be accompanying cal on missions she's kind of be i imagine he'll be talking to her over the radio that type of 
role. Yeah. Um, BD-1, so we got the new droid introduced. BD-1 is going to be his companion on missions. He can use him for health packs, for getting around, puzzle solving. And Nick, he just looks like a badass droid. I love this little guy already. I like that they took this from Battlefront 2's story as well, because Aiden had the, the droid right. on her She kind of had a personal droid that was attached to her shoulder, like a, a parrot sits on top of a pirate's shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So so carrying that over, I think it's really creative, the way that they've used them, the way that, that they showed him being used in the gameplay demo was super cool. So I'm excited to see like what other stuff this little guy can do. It's just very Star Wars too. I mean, every Star Wars movie has a the main characters droid. are usually with at least a droid character or two. Yeah, yeah. So perfect just, fit. Just makes sense. So again, they're they're checking all the boxes here for you know game of the year type of Star Wars stuff. We got droids. We got characters that are important to canon Star Wars. And we've got a game that isn't Battlefront 2. Yeah. All right. So it's looking good so far. All right. So the three, these are essentially, these are your three main characters. BD-1, Cal, Siri, at least on the good guys. But they will be getting ferried around the galaxy by Grease Dritus, who's the pilot of the Stinger Mantis, <laughs> which is described as a kind of a slim looking plane that's fuselage looks like a commercial airliner it's got like one big wing coming out of it players will be able to customize the the paint scheme at least um but the pilot here he's going to be a brand new canon alien species he sounds very rio durant like but instead of a kind of a chimpanzee looking face apparently he's going to have a bat like face uh, so you got this Grease Dritus with his the Stinger Mantis ship, which, again, here's another box. Checking boxes. Alien friends and ships with names. Yeah. Right? But, uh, so all this stuff is, it, it's just like I said, everything is, it, the, the, the canvas is being painted. The previews are coming in. The information's trickling down. And it's game all, of the year. It's also game setting up like it's setting up additional story to be filled in. I mean, Grease Dritus. Yeah, we don't know. Anything about him introducing a brand new alien race that come in, that could come into play elsewhere. The, uh, the Stinger Mantis. I mean, if you look it up now, like I was just sitting here, I was like, oh, well, let's see if they've revealed what Grease is or let's see if they have any information on him at all. Nothing, nothing so far, but it is really cool to see that they are, they're not just relying on like the tried and true to bring extra life to this game. Like they're going out and they're creating new expansive lore for the star yeah, wars i universe. have a feeling grease is going to be a pimp he seems like he would I, be I don't know cool. he might not reach hondo status in terms of just awesome random side characters that persist throughout multiple star wars uh franchises now with it he, he sounds like he's going to be a character with a name like grease i right. want him to be like this gruffy like old school pirate fucking with a deep gravelly voice and just, I, I want him to be something like that. I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're getting a new Canon alien Canon, new Canon Jedi's that may have made a great impact on that time period after order 66 that, you know, may might've inspired or led into some of the stories we've already watched or read. So all in all, Nick, like I said, I mean, GOTY 2019, it's kind of already in the bag. That E3 EA Play gameplay demo was awesome. Yes, we're Star Wars fans, so that shouldn't surprise you that we're fawning over this. 
and we're not really critiquing anything. I mean, come on, it's Star Wars. And also, we've only seen 15 minutes. <laughs> right. You know, once we right. get so a little here, bit more. Here's the bummer. This is the first E3 I've missed as media in eight fucking years. Yeah. Okay? I would have played this game. I guarantee I would have played the demo we saw. Uh, the fact that it was at Microsoft's press briefing on Sunday was the, the nail in the coffin. I'm like, well, that's it. I just gave up playing Fallen Order early and drinking while playing it and having a good time and probably seeing <laughs> Keanu Reeves there, Mr. Cyberpunk. Yep. But whatever, we're going to have to wait until the rest of you non-media elites out there in the gaming world and, and get at it uh, come November, but... It's looking good, my friends. I don't think you should have any doubt in your mind that this is going to be a must-play Star Wars gaming experience this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Totally looking forward to it. 2019, November, cannot come fast enough. So just just speed up the rest of this year. Get me there because really— I know. I'm actually surprised that they haven't announced like a super-duper funky Jedi Sith— Star Wars Saga Skywalker Love Edition yet? I'm telling you, if they if they come out with a version that comes with a prop lightsaber, I'm buying it. Like, that's not even a question. Oh, this is off topic, but if they come out with a version that's three hundred thirty dollars, like the Final Fantasy VII remake deal with the Play Arts Kai Cloud Strife on motorcycle, that's you. Yeah. You got it. I'll take it. <laughs> three thirty is a little rough though, but that fucking cloud play arts kai figure just looks to die for yeah yeah sorry good stuff obviously if you like star wars people you like final fantasy 7 too well it depends when you were born but i'd have a feeling nick might not be a huge final fantasy 7 homer because he's probably still what i was still not even 10 yet when it came out what year did it come out i think it's 97 97 98 yeah somewhere around there so i wasn't like in my full rpg appreciation phase yet yeah, but yeah. and i don't i can't i can't make fun of you for that but it, it, i was uh 16 17 been playing games my whole life i popped that motherfucker in and literally changed me forever yeah see my my final fantasy was 10 that was the one that really set the bar for storytelling yeah, that's games. a good one too so oh. Little clunky ass black mage and yeah. a goofy guy with uh no ten that that'd have been um that's the one with what the fuck was his name Titus was the main character yeah Titus and then Waka and Lulu Yuna all of them yeah yeah uh, that's a good one I, I've never finished that one though uh, but anyways we're here talking Star Wars and we got one other little bite for you here and, and this one honestly came to surprise I, I don't think anyone knew this was going to be announced. Uh, I don't want to say I, no one was looking for it because the reaction after it was announced was was quite impressive. But um, over the weekend, they announced Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. It's coming in 2020, which kind of sucks. We got to wait for it. Uh, but it's being promised as a nine-film collection of the Skywalker saga remade in Lego. So for the first time, fans are going to be able to play content from The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker in Lego form. All of the other Skywalker films have had Lego offerings before. What isn't clear, Nick, is... Is it all going to be brand new? Or are they uh, remastering content from the Clone Wars Lego games, the original trilogy Lego games... 
Uh, clearly, TLJ and Tross will be brand new because we didn't get LEGO games for TLJ and Tross isn't out yet. Uh, but I guess I'm just wondering, is it retread or is it all brand new? And I guess, does it even matter? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a short trailer on it that essentially just kind of gave you peeks at specific scenes that are, you know, from the movies, but obviously are being portrayed in the Lego, in the Lego game. And the the tagline of the game or the tagline in this trailer is all nine films, one new game. So I think... I, All right, there you go. Yeah, so I mean, like in my mind, like you had mentioned, we we have Lego versions of every other Skywalker saga movie aside from TLJ and Tross. So I I feel like they may just do a full remake and like only take specific scenes or specific parts of each movie to re to like insert into this game instead of essentially what you would do in the old ones is like play through each you know each scene in a, in a Lego fashion. Well, not each scene, but like each action oriented scene. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that considering all of the Lego game content already out there for the Skywalker saga. Um, the fact that they put one new game is what makes, makes it really interesting for me because it's not nine games. It's not like a collection that, that gives you one through nine. It's, it's all nine of them in one game. Um, so that's yeah i i think you might hit on something with the tagline and also as we talked offline you got to remember the the first well hell the any of the lego star wars games that came out on the original xbox or ps2 uh, they didn't talk yeah uh, you didn't really need them to talk that was kind of the the, the charm of those early lego games is because you could kind of figure out what they were saying just based on the property they were uh kind of bringing to life in lego land but this is also the little animations they give them but now you know lego games are, are fully voiced uh, they have full cutscenes, so on and so forth so yeah maybe they are redoing it all yeah. yeah but i think you're right i think they they might just instead of replaying through the entire movie all nine movies I and mean, that'd be a pretty big ass fucking game even lego sized uh, they might just hit kind of the the main beats of each film yeah, I think that's probably the way that they're going to handle it is that she, you know, they'll they'll basically give you like from episode 4, you'll play through the Death Star trench run or something like that. And then episode 5, you might play, well we saw that in the trailer actually, you'll play the the Luke Vader fight scene in Bespin. Episode 6, you get the the final fight between Luke and Vader on the Death Star before it's blown up and then you just go through all the movies and pick out these iconic scenes. Yeah. And then you play through them like that. I think that would be. I, I, I could see maybe three scenes per film that puts you at about twenty-seven missions. Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. I I, just, I I doubt they're retelling the full arc of each movie like the you know like Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens would do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that kind of does take you through the entire journey for the most part. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that that would probably be the best way to handle it because it it would be a hefty task to, one, remake all of the games that were already made to be up to date with new, you know, with the voice lines like you mentioned and, and, and just bringing the graphics and the, and the gameplay up to current times. That would be a like a fucking project in itself. So it's probably better to just take everything, mash them together and then make one game out of all nine. So I think it's... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I could fucking play 
nine full Lego games either without stabbing my eyes out. Dude. I mean, they are fun, but after a while, you're just like, can I honestly hit the same button over and over any more times? Yeah, exactly. Like, I haven't finished nine video games in the last, I mean, for sure in the last five years. So, like... I mean, a Lego gameplay is it's simplistic enough that I honestly think I could play this game with my. She'll probably she'll be almost four when it comes out, and I think we could play it together. Yeah. So I mean, because I mean, she could just keep walking off of cliffs and it don't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, so like that would be fun for you. Is like it's your it's her introduction into video games, console video games, and then. Also, she's already familiar with the with the you know Skywalker saga, Star Wars. Right, part so of you'd it. hope so she would at least get somewhat interested in it. Yeah, you know she'll she'll get to play or see you know Leia and Han and Luke and all of her favorites. So I think that's a it's a good way to kind of introduce her to the gaming sphere a little bit. But yeah, I mean this is exciting. Obviously, anything that's Lego Star Wars is super fun and. Um, the fact that they're going to be wrapping all nine movies into one game is going to be really interesting to see. That's a nice collection to have. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's it with Star Wars games coming out of E3. We didn't want to wait till our usual Friday cast to to talk about them because it would have been super stale. I mean, you could argue it's stale now as you're listening to it. Uh, but we were jacked. I mean, Nick and I were kind of using Slack and text. We were going, we were all over the place communicating on Saturday as we were kind of watching the reveal live, which which just kind of shows you the excitement that this type of game can bring to Star Wars fans that have been craving a real Star Wars narrative-driven game for over a decade at this point. So uh, pleased with what we saw. We've already given our game of the year. Haven't even played it yet. Doesn't matter. I mean, like I said, as long as I can hit the start button and something happens, it wins. Uh, but we'll be back Friday to talk all things Star Wars news. Not that there's probably going to be a lot of it. So it may just be a mega-sized fan appreciation cast. You never know. Nick and I are always on the ball. We're on point. We'll get something cooked up for you. But in between now and then, we need you to go to StarWarsTime.net, like, love rate review subscribe go on youtube do all that fun stuff pat your head rub your tummy and jump on one foot for us all right sound good and also may the force be with you (laughs) 